CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker, your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The Real Dirt with Chip Baker is a podcast series featuring the cannabis industry's expert pioneer growers, venture capitalists, lawyers, and dispensary owners, rolling joints and dropping knowledge about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you the real dirt with Chip Baker. Yeah, so today's dirt, we're here with uh, Brian Barfield. Uh, Brian Barfield, longtime friend, uh, first-time listener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Me and Brian are also from Georgia, Brian currently lives in uh, Humboldt County and is uh, transitioning from uh, the cooking industry into the cannabis industry. Yes, yes. Yes, and right now he's transitioning into to rolling a joint. Obviously, the cannabis industry isn't new to you, Brian. No, no, this is, uh, <laughs> this is something we've been doing for a while. Yeah, even uh, I'm watching you twist that joint up, though. It's uh, it, You did a pretty good job. I thought you were about to say it looks like my first time. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you just work on, you got to work on the commitment. You got to work on the commitment. I see. That's the biggest problem with rolling a joint is the commitment and the finger flip. Whoop. You know, people can't get the transition from yeah. the fingers to the roll. And yeah, that's the hardest part. From the tuck to the roll. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there we go. There. So do you have a hard time singing and playing bass? Can you do that? Um, I do have a hard time doing that. Yeah, yeah. I could tell because you can't roll joint and talk, talk at the, the same, same time. Either. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. Most of my guests usually they they wait they make it almost to the end of the episode before they fire it up. But I thought that's what this was all about. Oh, oh, great, awesome. What it it is? It is. Well, you know, I stick it out there. I like uh, I put some I put some I've weed out on the you. tray. You stick it out there. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just put it out there. I got the weed out on the tray. My raw rolling papers and my raw tray and my uh, Mendo mulcher from Willie T's. And uh, most people just uh, they'll ask or they'll you know make a motion to it and you know we we, we twist it up. But it usually lasts for a minute, right? Oh, well, I see you're such a professional. So you're uh, 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 in the food industry. Yes, chef. Been cooking for about 25 years and uh, started out in cooking in Athens. A steak and ale. I was a lunch cook there. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and it was basically just to pay the rent because I played in a band down there for, for years. And uh, while cooking in the restaurant, I kind of fell in love with it. Became my backup plan. If right. The band never made it. Which it didn't. Oh, it almost, <laughs> like, almost, almost, did. man, almost <laughs> chasing the dream. Yeah, Still man. chasing the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the manager wouldn't have screwed us out of our commission. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I think the downfall was a uh, Boston. You know, but it's okay though. Boston. It, it all those gigs got canceled. It's not much of a college town anyway. So. <laughs> You know, not that big of a loss, you know. <laughs> Thank you for the Spinal Tap reference yeah. there. <laughs> oh, shit. The Boston. Yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, too many yeah. colleges there. Yeah, yeah. No, Doesn't no, matter no, if the gigs no, got canceled. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you've been, a, you've been a chef as uh, long as I've known you, I suppose. Yes. But uh, just recently hung that up, hung up the knife. 
hung up the knife, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Put it on the shelf. Actually, actually to speak, probably, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, did uh, you put it in the drawer? I put it in the drawer. I did. I sharpened it for the last time and threw it in there and d- d- dove into the cannabis industry. Dove into the cannabis industry. Yes. You've been chefing it up and you decided to, to move into the cannabis industry. So we're in, today we're in Humboldt County at the uh, Molecule Studios and Brian just started working for Humboldt Integrated Cannabis. Humble integrated cannabis. So has it been something you thought about? Like or something like how did you how did you decide to like to 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 change careers? Well, <clears throat> it's funny you ask. Myself, like a lot of people out here, previously had other friends that lived out here and and so to say, say invited invited them out. And I had a friend that had lived out here since he lived uh out here for basically the past twenty years. And uh I saw him a few years back and we had a conversation and he asked if I'd like to come out here and give it a shot. And, uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. And in fact, about 20 years ago when all my friends were moving out here, I probably should have moved out here then, but, uh, drug my feet for 20 years, <laughs> picked up a, uh, uh, kitchen skills and, uh, a degree in cooking and, and, uh, which was cool. But, um, it's funny, the friend that, uh, I won't mention any names, but the friend that brought me out here, he, uh, when we were like 13 years old, we were at the, at my house back in Atlanta, back in Georgia. And I remember, uh, he came over and we were out in the backyard and he saw that we had thrown some seeds down and we actually had some plants growing. And I mean, they were tall, tiny little starch, you know, and he thought it was so cool. He's like, man, is that, is that weed? We're like, yeah. And he's like, dude, you guys are growing weed. It's fucking cool, man. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did it because it was the cool thing to do. Yeah, we didn't didn't know what the hell we were doing. We just found some seeds and threw them in the ground. We're like, we're going to grow some weed. But it was funny because he stuck with it, you know, and continued it. And, you know, I did not and went to college and did some, you know, started growing in in my closet. But this guy actually was producing really, really decent buds. After that, he took off and, uh, from Atlanta and moved out west and um we kind of lost touch for a little while and then I saw him again about 20 years later at a friend's house and uh we reconnected and um he uh we basically had a conversation and here I am conversation got you here yeah awesome yeah so uh what do you what do you do what's your day like tell tell us what goes on in a in a, a grow what, what you in a grow Joe's life mm, it depends on uh Depends on if I'm doing uh, greenhouse work or my own personal stuff. Or, but lately the schedule is basically getting up and getting ready, going to get coffee, and then going up the hill and starting off watering and just you know, depending on what needs to be done that day. So the day starts off with coffee. Yes. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure. Starts off with coffee. How much coffee do you give the plants? Uh, he's about a cup, a cup, cup of plant, a cup. <laughs> cup of plant. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I like mean, him caffeinated. Like him get them juiced. I mean, do you, you guys have, must have a, uh, incredible, uh, bathroom break policy at, uh, Humboldt Integrated Cannabis. Yes. So greenhouse, it's greenhouse production. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tell us about the greenhouse. Company is Hortamax and, uh, it's, I forget the dimensions of this thing. It's like a. We have two a, be- mil- a million by a million. Yeah, a million by a million. million. A million's huge. So it's a it's a fully lit. Yeah, it's fully automated. 
it's pretty cool. It's uh, whereas most guys are pulling, you know, a tarp for depth, you know, they're pulling it by hand. This thing's computer fully automated, uh, closes it, lights raise up and down, sides roll up. It's got a vent on the top that will open up. It's pretty nice. It's all computer controlled. Computer controlled. Yeah. It's right. got a weather station on it and it, um, weather station. Yeah. Monsters, the wind, yeah, the rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The- yeah, if it's uh, windy from the east, you know, and it'll sometimes it'll roll the the east side up to allow some air flow through, and so it's constantly changing. The it's it's got its own little brain that just it constantly works. Sweet, yeah. Well, uh, I know we'll get some uh, photos of that up on the uh, website if we can. Yes, indeed. Um, I, I there's some I know there's some top secret technology in there. If you guys uh, we can get the releases worked out, we'll <laughs> we'll we'll issue yes. that information. What is the life of a cannabis worker entail? What do you do when you get there? You open up the door. You yeah, open up go, the doors and uh, go through security. Like, <laughs> give us the whole rundown. Give us the whole rundown. No, I mean, I can't give you the whole rundown. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> but okay, uh, now okay. we get there and uh, basically just open it up and um, walk in and see what needs to be done. Usually, it's uh, the hydration is always an issue, so that's that can always you know something's always needing watering, cleaning up bottoms. You know, just basically depends on what stage you're in, you know, um, cleaning up bottoms, what's the bottom the, of the plants, the bottom just, of the plant. yeah. Uh-huh. Making sure that they're, uh, you know, one of the scragglies. Yeah. You have to bottom. realize most of our listeners know nothing about uh, cannabis or, 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 or interested in about cannabis yeah. and, and love to smoke it or, or fascinated with being able to make money off something yeah. to grow or. Well, you definitely want to go in there and clean your bottoms up because you end up with a bunch of what they call larf, which is kind of useless. Useless buds. Yeah, you can use it for hash, but it's like you're just wasting your time right, and energy right, on it. Right, yeah, right. So clean those up. That way the tops produce better. Right, right, right. So when you clean the bottoms off, the tops get bigger. Mm-hmm, There's yeah. more energy that goes to the top of yes. the plant. And you have uh, less right. chance of getting PM and bugs and things like that when you clean your bottoms up. Better mm-hmm. airflow. Right, right. Things like right, that. Right. You said hydration. You guys water by hand. You have an automated system. Yeah, right now we're system. watering by hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think, you know, uh, you would think it would be uh, that too would be automated, which would be nice. And But right now I'm doing it by hand, and uh, and we're supposed to drop some drip lines in to make it automated, make it a little easier. But we're uh, trying to figure out how it would be the best, the, the most efficient way to do that, cost uh, yeah, effective. Right. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, you guys need to use the, the DET mm-hmm. emitter tubing, uh, the half inch or the quarter inch line product. The half inch line product's the best thing for beds. I happen to know you guys are growing in beds. Yes, right in soil. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, you literally make a, a a manifold off the on the top of each bed. Mm-hmm. Right, and then that's of a a one inch line or you know three quarter inch PVC. Yeah. Right, and then off of that, you have these half-inch runs that'll go down each one of your aisles. Right, and the cool thing about this stuff is, it already comes with a, a pressure-compensated drip emitter installed inside oh, the half-inch line. Very nice. So you just unroll it, and it comes out at pre-made widths of six inches, twelve inches, eighteen inches, and uh, it's a Netafin product. Great product. Um, I'm a Netafim distributor, so that's why I know mm-hmm. all this about it. But Netafim's top-notch drip irrigation uh, manufacturing company in the world. Um, we sell tons of their products at our store. Mm-hmm. But you just roll this stuff out, 
Right. And when you're, you harvest. Yeah. You just roll it back up. You just roll it back up. Right. How, how hard is it to clean? Like, it, does it get clogged with nutrients or well, you know, get gummed up on the inside? All right. The whole thing about drip systems is you just have to do the math on your compensated drippers, mm-hmm. how many drippers you have, how many gallons of an hour each dripper is, and then the flow rate of your volume of line. Right. So it, it's simple. It's how much water comes in can also go out and you just have to do the math. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you guys got a 50 foot bed and you've got a DET line, drip emitter tubing, DET line mm-hmm. that is a half inch. It's 50 foot long. It has one dripper of a gallon an hour every foot. That means you're going to get 50 gallons Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. per that half gallon line, I mean, half inch line, right? And that line will hold like a, 180 gallons an hour. So you know that like the the drippers will meet the volume. Sure. Right, right, right. And uh, yeah, you just, you know, run one of those down per line. That's what I need. That's what we, we, right? we're talking about dropping it one in uh, the next few days. So easy to put together. Sounds like we just need to get you up there to. to oh to, man, <laughs> yeah, you can't afford me, Brian. Maybe you could maybe you could subcontract me. I don't know. Uh, possibly, yeah. Doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, you're you're basically like growing the weed, then. Basically, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. You quote unquote on a daily basis. You tend the plants. Tend to the plants. Yep. Do the trellising. Uh, do the spraying. Um. So, so checking for. Any kind of powder mold or anything. So take us take us through the life of a plant, Brian. What what happens through the life of the plant? Yeah. So we have a we come in and and you guys take clones, make clones. Let's start from there. Uh, usually, uh, lately we've been buying clones. It's half and half. Well, it's such a large facility. It's been hard to keep up with the numbers. So a lot of times we'll have to purchase half the ones that we haven't, that we don't have on hand. Right. You know, right. say you're growing 500. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, depending on. So you either buying or making your own clones. Yes. yes. Right. Uh, and then we will take and veg them out and veg them in a vegetative state for, you know, sometimes three, three weeks. Three weeks. And that's under 18 hours of light. Yeah. 18 and six. Under T5s or mm-hmm. I-Gros. T- yeah. T5s or I-Gros. Yeah. Okay. Usually I-Gros these days. And then, uh, from that point, we'll drop them in the beds once they've vegged out for the proper time, mm-hmm. and, and they look healthy enough and large enough to what they, you call flip, which is when you need to go twelve on and twelve off, right to flower. Yeah, right. yeah, flowering. So we'll take them and uh, drop them in the in the soil in the beds, lining it. That's a that's a pain in the butt. Make sure everything's lined up and and in straight lines, especially when you work with folks that are OCD. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh. That, but at the same time, uh, my friends that are OCD in the business, they, I, I kind of admire them for it because <laughs> they usually end up with uh, clean-looking items or things in straight lines and looks nice. So, so you transplant your clones, transplant them. You, yeah, you put some, you flower them, you turn the the the, the tarps onto twelve to twelve. Which explain this? Yeah, uh, it triggers the plant into a flower stage, which makes it bud. Right, which is what you're actually wanting the flower that you could harvest. 
We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Time to get all the insider cannabis industry secrets straight from the mouths of the OG weed pioneers on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. All right, and we're back. But yeah, so, um, yeah, the uh, 12 and 12, it's when the plant knows to go into flower stage start producing its buds usually the uh when you grow indoors you're you have control of that or if you have a tarp you know in a greenhouse you're controlling that which is where they you get the light depot but um yeah so that's go for like eight nine ten ten weeks depending on the strain and then you flush them which is plain water and harvest them all right, so it's a it's a it's a you got a nine or ten week cycle. What kind of strains are you guys growing? Um, right now, uh, we're doing sour diesel, and oh, my favorite SFV mm-hmm. OG San Fernando Valley. That's mm-hmm. a it's a OG. good OG. Mm-hmm. San Fernando, you you, uh-huh. you 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 know Tony. Yeah, Tony don't like OG out here. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard he's not a big fan it, it's a 10-week cycle you guys uh and then you just start it all over again you're growing yeah you know the same type of thing sfv mm-hmm. and sour diesel yeah it's uh well you know you you're while you're flowering you're also getting ready for your next run after that so you're vegging your Right. That's right. when you're taking so you're your cuts. The cycle. Yeah. So you're taking your cuts and you're, you know, planting, transplanting those cuts. Into- so how long does it work from flower to flower? Flower, it takes 10 weeks. Uh-huh. You harvest, harvest it. it. And then within, hopefully within one week, it's replanted. It's replanted and flowering again. Mm-hmm. Flowering again. So that means 11 
weeks for one cycle. Yeah. So uh, uh, 11 weeks into 52 weeks out of a year, you've yeah, got five times. Four, well, four something. Yeah, four and a half. Four and a half. Five. You could yeah. get five times in 13 months. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So that's a interesting life cycle. It's just the same thing kind of over and over again. Yeah. Right. Never ends. No, no, never ends. No breaks, no, no holidays. So this is all just the start of the legal cannabis industry here yes. in, uh, in California. It's, uh, uh, right now it's real, it's, it's, um, I'm going to call it, uh, uh, just in the beginning stages of the regulation. Uh, what do you see happening here in the future? Um, what do you, what do you see happening here now in the Humboldt County? Let's talk about that. What's happening here right now um, with the new legal cannabis? What's happening? I mean, obviously there's people like yourselves. There's, there's there. Yeah. There, uh, what's happening is, um, a lot of people are coming out of the woodworks and applying for permits and trying to go the legal route. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who are not right. You're just going to do the same who thing. We're just going to continue. To, yeah. And right. most of the people are like that. Yeah. Probably. I'd say 90% of them. Right. So, yeah. The, and, you know, there's the, then you have the really small growers who have like six lights in their house or something. And they're, they're worried, you know, because they're, they're, you know, I'm constantly hearing from them because I have friends like that. And I'm constantly hearing from them how that are just small growers. Yeah. Just a little mom and right. pop, you know, produce 10 pounds, you know, if that. But to them, you know, it's it's that's a lot of money to them, and they depend on it. And but they're scared now that they're going to be edged out. But something tells me that there's always going to be a black market for it. Right, it's so, always going to be uh, not legal. Yeah, someplace. Yes. So right, right. and even I was talking about this with Steve Geeter the other day mm-hmm. about how uh, I, in Georgia I grew up with all the bootleg stories. And mm-hmm. as an adult, I realized, oh, all those stories happened like after Prohibition in the 40s, the 50s, yeah. the 60s, the 70s, because they're still dry counties. Yeah. Right. Throughout mm-hmm. Georgia and throughout the South. Yeah. Still are to this day. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I went to a uh, college in one in Statesboro. Statesboro is a dry county. It, it was at the time, man. Uh-huh. We had to get it. was It was so crooked, dude, because we would, we would go to the county line to buy liquor. And uh, the county line liquor store was owned by the sheriff of Bullock County. So it was just so, so corrupt. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, uh, and they would all, I remember they'd also let you brown bag it. You could uh, go to the county line, buy liquor, and then brown bag it into a restaurant. So we go like into the Buffalo, you know, the Buffalo Wild, you know, the wings spot and sit there and order wings and put a big bottle of whiskey on the, on the table that we bought at the county line liquor. Just as long as the sheriff was getting his cut. You know, <laughs> kind of sounds like the same out here. <laughs> just as long as the sheriff gets his cut. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. Yeah, well, actually, but actually, that's kind of the case, right? It's like that's where the tax money's going to go, right? That's kind of how they bought the sheriff and the police mm-hmm. off here, is, yeah. you know, uh, and and everywhere else. That's how they convinced police departments everywhere that legal cannabis was the way to go. It's like, hey, man, we'll give you tax revenue mm-hmm. and you don't have to deal with this issue yeah. anymore and, and you can go load. focus on like real crimes yeah, real crimes yeah you know real things that people are yes causing problems right so people are people coming here from other states do you see that uh, i i do 
I do. I see people for different reasons too. Um, there, every season there's always a big wave of what we call trimmigrants that, right. that just come through and, uh, come out here to work, to trim on the hill for the summertime and in the fall. And, um, cause most people don't realize how big the industry is. It's here, gigantic. Right? It's gigantic. Yeah. It's huge. It's so ridiculous. Literally- Especially these days. I mean, it was back in the nineties. It was huge, but now it's just, it's outrageous. You right. know, you, what do you, what do you, how big do you think it is? You got any estimate? I couldn't even tell you. Anyway. Like I couldn't even, yeah. I, but I, I know so that it's, it's gone. seen in the fall when harvest season is at its peak and the trimigrants are in town. Oh, good God. It's a <laughs> kit. It's just all these folks from uh, all over the country holding signs, you know, with pictures of scissors on it and funny little sayings. And, you know, some of it's funny and some of it's not. Like, like, like what? what oh, God. It would be a, a sign they'd uh, have. I don't, uh, I just flips flat out ask, Hey, you got any bud, you know, out yeah, of bud, right. we'll work for bud, you know, stuff like that. But, um, it's funny cause I'll drive, I'll drive past them and I'll just think to myself, if your mother knew where you were right now, she'd whoop your yeah. ass <laughs> standing on the corner begging like that. <laughs> she raised you better. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. So you're, you're actually talking about the, like the 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 handout asking for element the street yeah yeah life, well yeah and the I street think, life I think element. a lot of times it's not what, quite the trim against though no right? those kids, well the the ones that don't make it into the hill that get left behind those yeah, the ones kicked off yeah though. yeah those are the troublemakers that, that they end up staying in town and never leaving so that was that's the the trimigrant the trimigrant the story of the yes, trimigrant yes indeed the, it, the, the, describe trimming to to people who don't know our oh, audience that don't know anything about. So you, so you take the, the, you take the plant, you harvest it, you dry it. Mm-hmm. And now you're ready to, to process it further for sale. Yes. So yeah. describe the trimming process. Uh, well, uh, well, it's funny that you said when you first started this, I was going to—I was thinking more of the trimming scene. Okay, you're right. You know what? That's way more interesting. <laughs> Describe the trim scene. All right. So you're sitting at a table with anywhere from three to fifteen to twenty people. A lot of them you have no clue who they are. A table or a room, right? Yes. Okay. And, okay. Yes, and it's usually some crowded room that's hot. Because these are people and, from all over the yes, world that have come here. Yes, and it is right. it is super hot and super sweaty. And uh, yeah, you got to have a strong stomach. You know, there's uh, <laughs> there's there's definitely some uh, some stanky folks that you'll be sitting next to <laughs> for sure, man. But uh, you so thought if you thought the fish hard, you thought the fish work. show was bad, man. Front row of the fish show ain't shit on a trim scene, dude. <laughs> But, uh, so, so these are like off. You're talking about on the hill. Yeah, totally. Scenes. This is an on the hill. Yeah, trip. yeah. And, and, and the, the hill. And it's m- funny because there's a, you, you deal with all these different uh, personalities. You know, there's guys that are there to work. You know, girls, guys, and girls that are there to work. There's guys and girls that are there to get laid. You know, there's just everyone's there for their own little agenda. But for the most part, they're up there to make money. Right. But. Uh, right. But yeah, they're all, you sit there for lots of burning man conversations. Yes. God, burning man. But eight, it's like eight to 10 hours a day, you know, just sitting in one spot and snip, 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 making the, like making the little flowers look pretty. Right. So you, you're just, you got scissors and you take the, the, the stem off and yeah, the you, excess leaf off. Uh huh. Yeah. The little fluffy leaves. Right. The, Cause we're smoking the flower. Yeah. Right? The, yeah. The, the heart the, of it. The, right. Yeah. 
the bud. Yeah. Yes, roll the good. It, roll it up. <laughs> roll it up. Roll it up. Is that, is that my roll cue? Roll it up. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I got some of that uh, OG Kush. Oh, don't tell Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, went, he may not talk to you again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good, good. Right, right. But uh, right. now the trim scenes are uh, very interesting. But uh, right, and and yeah, so many people from all over the country come here. To they trim, really do come to Humboldt Cal- and California to trim they for do. the money because it's it's good. It's good money. It is. Right? It's like, really good money. I mean, and that's how, how do th- people get paid? How does it work? Uh, people get paid by the pound. And it's two hundred. The going rate right now on. So by the pound means that you get paid per pound of cannabis that you trim. Correct. Okay. And piece work. Yes. And um, it's actually if you can tolerate it, and you you know, and and you got pretty fast scissor hands, um, you can make good money. Uh, the how average. Many, how many pounds? Average like? people. A lot of people. You know, the average person does about one pound a day. But there's, I've seen, I've seen people some girls. There's some chicks, man. That'll do like three pounds in a day, and I'm yeah, just no, like, no, holy no. cow, man. That's I've heard the four pound story. Yeah, and it's and, and but um, yeah, but the thing that it's funny because as a grower, the person you know, and 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 with with uh, trimmers. The pound, the the price of a pound will will fluctuate. You know, it'll go up right. or down. Usually down. <laughs> Very rarely <laughs> does it go up. And well, within uh, a year, yeah, it goes yeah, up yeah, to down. yeah, okay, but, yeah. Right, but right. so, but there, the you know, trimmers get paid two hundred dollars a pound, and it never fluctuates. Like if say I'm getting what I used to get at twenty five hundred dollars a pound, and now I'm only getting two, you know, two two grand a pound. They're still getting two hundred dollars a pound. You know, so am I, honestly, I feel that their pay should be based upon a scale, you know, a, a sliding scale or percent. Yeah. Right, because right. it's you just, get... you know, I'm, I'm just tired of being, it's, it's like, it's like the farmer, the farmer's the, ultimately the one that gets screwed in the end. You know, everyone makes their money, you know, the buyer, the seller, the broker, the trimmer, the, the this, the, that, the labeler, the packager, blah, blah, blah. Right. The, at the and end of the day, comes off the farmer. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, it's the farmer that gets screwed. You know, it's like, yeah, you're, you, it sounds like we're making tons of money, but it's really not that much after you consider the work and the time. Much, and the, I mean, uh, how, how much do you think it costs to grow a pound of weed? Oh, man. I'd have to calculate it all out. Yeah. Right. I, uh, it all depends. Light up, greenhouse, indoor, yeah, outdoor. Yeah. Right, what what right. your nutrients are. Yeah. Yeah. If you're right. making teas. Right, yeah. if it's organic, if it's synthetic, if you're using all house. Yeah, how many garden. people you if you're hiring right. people to help you plant up, yeah, you know, right. laborers. Right, right. You know, I, I tend to do everything myself. That way I don't have to pay anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than trimming. Right. And uh-huh. I yeah. and I don't want to sound like I'm hating on the trimmers, but man, it's rough mm. when you gotta pay them out, dude. <laughs> you're just dishing it out like, oh, oh if I wasn't so lazy and I could trim this myself. Oh. there's no way I could, so they right, deserve it to some right. extent. So, as you, your your job, you don't have to trim weed. No, okay. uh, no. You, you look. I wrote that into my contract. Yes, yeah, totally. I get weed. pizzas on Friday and no trimming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, what kind of uh, terminology is special to the cannabis industry? Terminology? Yeah, term, I, like I, I, like you you mentioned one just a moment ago of uh um oh. You said you said some special cannabis industry terminology. Uh, 
Um, I slipped up. <laughs> you slipped up. You slipped up. These like secret passwords. Yes. Right. You know, like, uh, well, I, I, I called you a Grojo earlier. <laughs> yeah. I was like, right. what the hell's that? Grojo. <laughs> Is that like a Groho? <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's totally different. Right. Groho back, Grojo. Right, 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 right. That's how they meet. Yes. Right. <laughs> we should write a bluegrass song about that. <laughs> yeah. a little little bit <laughs> about a Groho and a Grojo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. uh, maybe I should write it. <laughs> <laughs> write it, sing it, perform it. Yes. Right, right, right. Indeed. Get, yeah, as long as I get right credit, I'll. <laughs> as long as it's money, I let you. <laughs> right, right. You don't use any. So, so just about like special terms that that you know, babies for clones. Oh yeah. Oh, the so, slang. It's the slang. The terminology. The slang. There you mm. go. Uh, let's see if I can think of anything right now. Questions like that off the top of my head. I'm just, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure, man. You I see, you always close with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stumped right now. I stumped you. Well, hey, that's, that's, that's okay, man. That's okay. So, uh, up, here, up here at Humble, <laughs> I'm saying I'm like totes, totes of dirt. Totes, totes, <laughs> totally, bro. I was talking about totes of dirt, man. Uh, yeah. So, uh, up here in Humboldt, um, it's uh there's a long history of cannabis growing, cannabis farming and cannabis culture. Mm-hmm. Uh um the new extract market is really coming into play throughout the country. How how's that affecting Humboldt County? Uh it's huge. Um every time I turn around someone's asking for my trim. There's a there's a there's a joke there. Yeah, totally. I, I was about to. I was about to. I was about to. <laughs> you like you like pause. I knew it. I knew it. I was about to drop one. Everyone's everyone's asking about my trim. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Yes. Um, but they are. They really are. Um, it's it's taken Humboldt by storm. Everyone's making oil every night on the news. Some <laughs> you're hearing about some little backyard oil lab that's blowing up <laughs> catching something on fire everyone's trying it um but uh yeah there's a few companies around uh absolute extract and some other places like that they're doing well with it some companies out of washington out of seattle i'm not too savvy on the whole oil process and i enjoy a dab or two here and there but for the most part i'm still into flowers Casual dabber. Yeah, it's casual dabber. I mean, I'm a casual dabber. Long time smoker, casual dabber. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know, just the whole, until there's a more efficient way of dabbing, doing dabs. I don't know. I just, to be honest, I feel like a crackhead when I'm doing it. When I get the torch out and you're, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to look up and my lips are going to be like crusty white or something. Like, damn, dude, I should have made better choices. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you've never seen dabs and you walk into a party where people are doing dabs, you're definitely gonna be you're like, what the, what the fuck? fuck are they doing, man? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I know that's a uh, that's what so many people say is like, oh, it looks like hard drugs, <laughs> right? Oh, it looks too druggy to me, and it's like, oh, I, I never did hard drugs, so it just looks like hash to me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I mean, I enjoy the high. The high is completely different on on concentrates on oils. It's a uh, really feel it in the chest a lot and uh it usually glues me to the couch but um 
which isn't a bad thing. Being glued to the couch, I kind of enjoy every now and then. Yeah, you know that. You know that. That's Especially the thing. This couch. It's a nice couch, isn't it? It is. I yeah, like yeah. the color. Yeah. What is that? Do you know? I, 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 for a long time, I saved the color because it was it was such a interesting. It's is it chartreuse, <laughs> or is it no. or is it baby puke green <laughs> with a little bit of tan? Yes. Is it tan? Am I it's colorblind? Like, it's forest sand. Forest sand, my ass. <laughs> it's like it's like a green sick. tan. It is. It really is. I like it. It kind of it takes up different colors where in different rooms. Mm-hmm. Right. It goes well with my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's bringing out the brown in my eyes right now. <laughs> Whereas the red couch that you're on is uh Yeah, the red couch. That is red, right? It is red. Oh, damn, yes, I'm not that, colorblind. Right, you're Good. Not <laughs> no, it's blue. Right, right, right. So uh concentrates. Man. What do you think about concentrates? Man, I've always loved I've always loved hash. It's a different thing. You know, I can't really I can't really smoke it so much. It gives yeah. me a headache. It uh and, you know concentrates it, make it hard to concentrate. Yeah. It, I I'll hit it occasionally, but it, it um it doesn't matter if it's you know, bubble or full melt or sieve or CO2 or it, uh, it's tasty. I just, uh, I end up getting a headache with it. So I don't really smoke it so much anymore. Yeah. Um, but I used to just crush it as any form. I, I, I did when I first moved it. out here. That was the same oh, yeah. way. Cause you couldn't get it in any place else in the world. No, uh, in fact, it was funny cause I remember right before I moved out here, some guy had been out, out West and he came back. He's like, man, I got this stuff called wax and, we were jamming out, playing music, and if you've never done wax and you're jamming, it's probably not a good idea to... Well, let me put it this way. I, I didn't add anything to the jam. <laughs> like, I actually sat out. <laughs> I got so high that I couldn't function and had to sit on a stool and put my bass down. Is that the first time you smoked? Oh, yeah. I, was, I, had no, I, I had no idea what it was going to be like, and the flavor... I remember it was real... How'd you smoke it? He actually brought back a nail. It was like the... the uh, uh, titanium nail, I believe. Yeah, totally. and um, totally. And uh, he just put he removed the the bowl out of his bong, and just put the the titanium nail on there and put the torch to it. Got it flaming hot, which was obviously way too hot, and you know we didn't know that at the time. But so he uh did that. And I remember hitting it and it not giving off much smoke, but and the flavor just being so lemony. It's like I was had drank a bottle of pine salt. I mean, it tasted great. I mean, not that pine salt would probably taste great, but it was that smell. It, it, that's, that's the way it tasted. And uh, I got so high, I had to sit down on the stool. Like, I couldn't play music. But, uh, yeah, it was intense. It was your first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I moved out here, and like you said, I was pound, I was just smoking it all the time. And it just got to the point where, uh, after a while, my chest just got too tight. And uh, I, I wasn't getting anything done <laughs> during the day. I was just sitting around. Right. <laughs> the first time I hit it, like they like they do dabs, because, you know, we'd had that type of extract for a number of years previously. But the first time that uh, I did dabs, I did it on one of those little, like, it was like a, a little glass jar that screwed into the bottom of a pipe. Uh-huh. Right. I remember, yeah. I remember hitting it and got so high, so immediately I kept saying to myself, I'm a professional. I can handle this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a professional. 
I can handle this. And I just sat there in my kitchen in this party I was having for like 30 minutes going, I'm a professional. <laughs> I can handle this shit. I can do it. Yep. Finally, I came down. Yes. Well, so, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me on uh, Real Dirt with Chip Baker, Brian Barfield. Oh, well, thank you very we, much. We uh, look forward to hearing more from you in the future and seeing how the uh, legal cannabis industry is progressing in Humboldt County. Thank you very much. Mm. It was a pleasure to be here. And uh, the next time I invite you on, you're going to have to bring more weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought, you know, well, you know. Three jars isn't enough. I'll bring four. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah, I got another one out of the car. Yeah. Oh, great, I know what great, flavor great. you want to smoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diesel OG. Well, diesel OG. All right. Hey, thanks, bud. Yep, thank you. Wow, that was a fantastic episode of The Real Dirt. I'd just like to give a shout-out to my sponsors, Denver Consulting, Pickle Consulting, Archive Seed Bank, Cultivate Colorado, and Canna Craft. Without you, this episode wouldn't be possible. Let me also give a shout out to my production team, Lisa, Willow, Phipps, Chris, Michael, and Hollis. And to the rest of you, stay dirty, my friends. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.